Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Ask Mike. Brought to you by the Stadium Shop on Razorback in Fayetteville. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's another edition of Ask Mike after a little hiatus. Mike Irwin, back You were on vacation. <laughs> I was on vacation, so now we're back, and it's us. It, now we're back, and it's us, and we have so many questions. You got take a, a week off, Mike. And you and got a bunch of questions. Exactly. So we're going to answer all of those questions for you today. Mike, our first question is from S. Giles, who wants to know, are all those ignorant Titans fans and their clueless media ready to admit they didn't know what they were talking about with the rip job they did on Traylon Burks? They just found out that when it comes to getting ready for the season, Mr. Burks is all business. Wait till they see what happens next. Okay, I kind of have mixed feelings about this because it's the NFL, hmm. and you sort of expect that. I mean, you're a professional athlete. If you're a professional coach, we all know how that goes. It's not like college, and you're kind of free game, certainly for the fans, and really to the media, too. So I didn't have a problem with some of those fans. I mean, they didn't do their homework on Traylon, or they wouldn't have been all over him like they were. But there was one guy in particular. His name is Jimmy Morris. He's in charge of SB Nation's Tennessee uh, website. And he, I think the guy was just trying to get clicks. This is what you have to understand about the media these days. The guy's sitting around in a room going, oh, geez, I got to get people to. So he concocts this idea. And the way it works, there's this guy, Isaiah Wilson, a player that they drafted in the first round in 2020, the Titans. And he turned out to be a mess. I mean, his first year he got caught, he was driving 140 miles an hour and the cops were chasing him and he had a wreck. I remember and, that. And then he had uh, all kinds of uh, team violations. So they got rid of, rid of him after one year, traded him to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins flushed him after three days. I mean, this guy's a real problem. Well, he happened to come from Georgia where, where Sam Pittman was his coach. So this guy's going, okay, let's see. Pittman, this guy, Pittman, Traylon Burks, yeah, let's just throw it all into the mix. And he was basically blaming Sam Pittman and saying, he turns out guys that aren't NFL ready. They're all hyped, but they aren't NFL ready, which is a ridiculous statement because there's no way you can compare one of those athletes to the other. Traylon Burks had asthma, he, and, and Sam Pittman went on the radio in Tennessee and explained some of this. He basically said, look, the kid's got an asthma issue which can be controlled. 
but he kind of has a history of not getting real fired up about the spring. He's a little bit overweight. He's not in shape. He said, believe me, when it comes time to play, he will, he will surprise you. He will be amazing. And so that's another thing, the guys. Sam Pittman's just making excuses, blah, blah, blah. So here's the thing. Then they have actual preseason workout start, and what happens? Traylon Burks is making everybody look stupid. He's making all the, the cornerbacks and safeties look dopey. He's making all these one-handed catches. Everybody's like, oh, wow, a different guy. And so I don't care what the fans said, but the guy, Jimmy Morris, in the old days, and it's not the old days, but in the old days when you wrote a stupid article like that and you got proven to be a total goober, you would be held accountable for it. The reason nobody's held accountable for that stuff is because nobody cares anymore. It's all about today. So I'll write a piece of garbage today, and if it's wrong, we're already into tomorrow. Nobody cares. But I'm going to point it out because the guy's a goofball because he didn't do his homework. And, and the, the way he tied, you know, Isaiah Wilson into to Traylon Burks and kind of combined them and then came up with a Sam Pittman connection. I mean, he was just looking for clips, clicks that day. That's, oh, yeah. that's the way that went. All looking for clicks. And it seems like those fans, especially when you talk about the fans, didn't watch a lot of Arkansas football that's last right. year. They didn't, they didn't realize what they had. And they're, they're <laughs> about to find out, like she said. They're, they're yeah. about, wait till they see what happens next. Yeah, exactly. Well, Lanny asks, what's your evaluation of Pittman at SEC Media Day? It seems like he hits home runs every time he does the media days thing. This was his second media days. The first year, 2000, they didn't have it because of COVID. But it was interesting because he did the same thing this time that he did the last time. And I've talked about it before. It's just a perfect format for this guy. He's real friendly with everybody. And everybody ends up liking him. But here's the thing that he does for the media. He answers all, he checks all the boxes. He, he plays to all of the different media types that are there. You want to start with the funny story types. There are those people that are only there to get the funny stories. They don't care about the rest of the stuff. Tell me a funny story. Well, I, it's not hilarious, but when he went into that whole thing about the, the pig at his, oh, the at, hog, you know, the at his hot hog. springs place, it's on the lake, it's his backyard, people pull up. And what he had when he moved in there was a dolphin, a statue of a dolphin with a fisherman over there, and he was catching the dolphin. And so Sam Pittman went, well, you know, I don't have anything to do with the dolphins. So he got that removed and had the pig put up there. And he said, so now I've got this cool pig. But he said, I had to put signs up that said stay off the pig because people were driving up in their boats and getting out and sitting on the pig. And so he said, you know, I like the fact that people uh, appreciate my pig, but I don't want them sitting on the pig. And he said, I may have to have some police, some, some kind of security guy come down and chase people off that want to sit on the pig. But it was a funny story, yeah. lighthearted or whatever. So that was his funny story for the funny story guys. Then there are the setup guys. They're trying to trap you into some sort of a statement that you make that they can then come back and throw at you later on when the season starts, especially if there's a lot of hype about your team going into the season and then you run into problems later on, they can say, well, wait a minute, you said all this at media days and look what's happening now. So one of the setup guys <laughs> asked him something about, you guys did such an amazing job, nine-win season. Has your team arrived now? See, that's the setup question. And he said, no, it hasn't. We're not even close to what we want to do. So he totally diffused the guy. If they don't win nine games or whatever, he hasn't made these bold predictions. So, and then they also ask him, you know, are you glad to have Oklahoma 
coming into yeah. the SEC? And he said, yes. Are you glad to have Texas back as a rival? Yes. And, you know, he just he's not going to get caught into that. Yeah, we want to play OU, blah, blah, blah. It's a setup thing again. If you make a bunch of statements about OU and then they come in and beat you, you look stupid. If you make a bunch of statements about Texas and then they come in and beat you, he, he didn't fall for any of that. He just went, yes, yes. You know, so I, I thought he handled that well. Then there are the people like me. These are the X's and O's guys that go there and really want to know questions. And I said to Alyssa, because we were here when they were doing it, and I said, here's what I'm going to predict. Nobody's going to ask the number one most important question at Media Days with regard to Arkansas, which is, how's the passing game going? Now, we've talked about this before. We didn't get a good passing game. Look at the passing game in spring football because we didn't see a lot of stuff outdoors. And then when they had that one spring game thing, uh, it was indoors and it was dark and we couldn't see. So we really didn't see a lot of stuff. So I said, somebody needs to ask him about the passing game, and I don't think they will. And we got right to the very end. And nobody asked him about the passing game, but what happened was a, a writer said, can you identify the number one issue you have going into the fall? And he went into the passing game, and I thought his answer was terrific. He said, look, uh, we're, we can't replace Traylon Burks. We don't have a receiver on our team that's Traylon Burks. But we got a bunch of guys that are good, and he said we'll do it by committee. And he said our wide receiver room looks like a wide receiver room. They run like wide, wide receivers. They catch the ball like wide receivers. So I think we'll be fine, but that is the number one thing going into the, this, this fall that we'll be looking at. So, again, all of that stuff got answered. Even when the most important question wasn't asked, he turned it around and answered the most important question. So to me, he's like a media guy's dream. No matter what you want, he's going to give you a little bit of what you want as someone that goes to the SEC media days. And you even talked about it earlier last week or the week before, whenever media days was now, it feels like so far ago, you even said that, that you brought up one media guy saying, you know, you may be the most likable coach in the SEC, possibly even the country. And I feel like, I, you know, he is. I oh, mean, he just absolutely by everybody. Is. He absolutely is. Yeah. There's no question about it no. because he's, he's just, he's every man. He, mm-hmm. he, answer, he, he yeah. plays to every different kind of media person you have. I don't know if he's doing that on purpose, but it's genius to me. Yeah, but he's great, and we love him. Uh, a recent Yahoo Sports article suggested that Jimbo Fisher already knows that the SEC is going to a pod system and that Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State are going to be A&M's permanent opponents. Intox wants to know, do you think there's any validity to this? Any guesses yet or rumblings over there on the Hill on who our permanent opponents may be? I think we may get stuck with Mizzou no matter what. Yeah, that was interesting. I'm not sure if the SEC office is mad at him for revealing that. It certainly sounded like he's got some early inside information. And let's face it, the number one thing out there when you start talking about this when Texas and OU come into the league, how's it going to work? Are you going to have two divisions of nine teams each or two divisions of eight teams? It'd be 16 teams. Yeah. Or are you going to have these pod systems? And if so, how's it going to be made up? Well, he sort of seemed to be revealing a little bit of that when he said that he'd sort of gotten the impression that his permanent opponents, now let's describe the pod system. If right. it's a four-team pod system, you play those three teams every year in your pod. Then you're going to play five rotating games every year. 
So you're going to play, uh, it's not going to be like now when you sometimes don't play Vanderbilt or somebody for seven or eight years. Yeah. I don't think A&M's played Georgia in forever. Yeah. So that will be out. But So you'll have these rotating pods, but you, people still want to know which pod is Arkansas going to be in. Well, he sort of revealed to me what I had said earlier, which was if I, I had described a Southwest pod, which consisted of Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, and Mississippi State, based on geography. Mm. And then if you continue that, then you'd have a Northwest pod of Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss. Yeah. So he seemed to be suggesting that may be the way that would go. But I got to thinking about this, and here's the issue. If they do that, you're breaking up two big, huge rivalry games. You're breaking up the Egg Bowl, and you're breaking up, I could still call it the Red River shootout between Texas and OU. Some are saying it has to be rivalry now because they say guns. Shootout sounds like guns. Anybody with a brain knows that you don't, you're not really talking about two teams coming out and shooting guns at each other. But anyway, you would break up those rivalries because in, you wouldn't play every year if you're not in their pod. I started thinking about this. How would you resolve that? And the only way I can think of that you would resolve it is in some years, you're going to play each other because of the rotator. So uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State would play each other. Texas and Oklahoma would play each other as a part of the rotating opponent thing. In the years when they don't, mm -hmm. perhaps what they could do is, is have a schedule where they're playing each other in a non-conference game. Gotcha. One of your non-conference games. won't count in your conference record, but it would still be on your overall record, and, and that's the way they could resolve that. And I don't know if that's what they'll do. But again, I've said all along, I think it'll be done based on geography. I think you're going to have an SEC Northwest, Southwest, Northeast, Southeast. And Florida would be in the Southeast, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously in the Southeast, down for sure. The down there, down by there. The, by the Pizza Hut. <laughs> down there by the by Pizza Hut. By the old Donald Duck series. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rob's 4516 says, Coach Pittman said at media days that the D-line would be better this year. What do you think he sees coaching? Better talent. Also, can you get Alyssa to be a bit more animated? Maybe wave her arms around a bit more. Thanks. You're going to have to teach her that. I'll teach her that. I don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll get with that. her. I, don't think, I think you could do that. <laughs> Uh, so what's he seeing there that says that he thinks they're going to have a really good D-line? Uh, especially since he lost every one of his starters last year. On the surface, it would seem like that would be the most pressing thing going into the season. Yeah. But I think when you discuss the D-line, you've got to start with Dorian Gerald. A really weird situation. This guy will be a sixth-year senior, a super senior. He's been around forever, and he was originally a JUCO transfer. Very talented guy. But he's had two season-ending injuries before he played. So he's been a hard luck guy. And it looked like at one point he hit the portal. It looked like he was either going to give up football completely because of the injury thing that keeps happening or he was going to transfer somewhere else. Well, he decided that he didn't want to. He wanted to come back. Hmm. Now, normally he wouldn't have been able to come back, but the NCAA has this new rule because of the transfer portal where you can – sign an equal number of players each year based on the number of portal people that leave. Yeah. So you can actually bring in more people because they had an X number of people that left this year. So he was eligible to come back, and of course Sam Pittman wanted him back. Yeah. So he's going to be like a veteran interior D-line stud guy, and let's hope he doesn't get hurt again because yeah. they're really counting on him. Um, 
And inside, you've also got, uh, they, they brought in a, a, a transfer from Arkansas State, and they really like the kid, and they've got a, a JUCO guy that they're bringing in. And then they've got Isaiah Nichols and, and Taylor Lewis that are coming back, underclassmen that they feel like will be better this year. So interior, I think he feels like he's, he's okay. The big difference is going to be on the edge because they added a, a four-star edge guy from LSU who's just turning heads all over the place. People, they love him and brought him in from LSU and think he might really should have been a five-star. Mm -hmm. And what Sam Pittman was talking about at media days more than anything else was they were going to have a better pass rush this year because of that guy. And then they got a three-star edge rusher from uh, Georgia Tech that they really like. So that's why he thinks they're going to be better. Now, as far as its run stop, again, they want to rush the passer better, and he thinks that they're in position to do that. But as far as run stop, they've also got probably as good a linebacking core as you'd, you'd ever want with the five-star linebacker that's transferred in from Alabama to go with Bumper Poole, who's a fifth-year guy. So that's part of your run stop is that those linebackers behind the D-line. So that's why he feels like all of that's going to be good. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens when fall camp starts on uh, Friday. Friday. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV to get the the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry. BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. BlueChew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code believe at checkout just pay five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your first month free yeah Wait. yeah i'm very excited and i know the fans are too metro polish hog metro polish hog am yeah. i right about that it's either that's that a, might be written wrong it could be metropolis hog metropolis right, okay right there metropolis. it says metro polish hog it so. does look like metro polish hog but i think it's metropolis hog like you uh let's look into the future there are two super conferences in the SEC and uh, Big Ten. However, many teams end up that end up being, how do you think recruiting will be handled? Will it be the same, or do you see it being changed more like a draft like the NFL has? Okay, now he's clearly reacting to this thing Mike Leach said last week. I don't know how familiar you are I with did. it. I didn't hear what Mike okay, Leach said Leach, last week. This guy is like, 
He's like Nolan Richardson. Nolan always came up with these solutions to things, and when you listen to it, you go, wow, where'd you think that up at? That makes... So Mike Leach has come up with a solution to all this portal transfer, NIL garbage going on, all this crazy uncertainty in, in college football. <laughs> this is a genius plan. Okay, he proposes that you divide the athletes on your team, and it would mostly apply to football, I think, is what he was talking about, but you divide them into two categories. You have the traditional student athlete. I'm a, I'm a high school player. I want to play for Arkansas. I've always wanted to play for Arkansas. I will accept my scholarship. I will come to Arkansas. I will not transfer. If I do transfer, I have to sit out a year, just like under the old rules. And I will get my tuition, my room and board, and I'll get a college education out of it because the NCAA requires that. You have to be, stay eligible. They'll run you off. So I've gotten certain protections as a student athlete. And with this new cost of attendance scholarship that they unveiled three or four years ago, I'm going to give eight, anywhere from $800 to $1,000 a month spending money. Hmm. And they do things for me. Like if, if I have an emergency with my family and I have to get on a plane and go somewhere, they will pay for it. So I get all of that stuff that was always there. Now, if that's not good enough for you, and we've had, what, what's, what, what, what is everybody talking about, right? You know, these athletes deserve to get as much. I mean, these coaches are making millions of dollars, and these athletes are doing the premium. So, okay, fine. If you're one of those athletes that thinks, I should be a yeah. pro, I should get paid pro money, then you have a second category of players on your team. These are the pros, mm -hmm. okay? They're not on scholarship. They're not even in school unless they want to pay for it. Because the school doesn't have to pay their tuition and doesn't have to, you know, go into that, doesn't have to give them any of that other stuff that comes with the, the scholarship offer, they just give them a certain amount of money. And they'd have to negotiate that, but then they do what they want with that money. They'll have to find a place and pay for the thing. They become an adult, a man or a woman. You know, I'm paying for my own stuff here, but I'm getting money. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're going to do this, if you're going to be like a pro, you got a draft. Mm. And if there's six, they'd have to figure out how many teams are going to be a part of this, but let's say it's the Power Five, so it's 65, 64 teams. Any of those 64 teams can draft you based on the draft order. You don't get to go where you want to go. You might be a great player. You might be the number one quarterback in the country, and you might go to Vanderbilt. You don't have any say in that. You got drafted by them. <laughs> so you go to Vanderbilt. Now, you're drafted. They, you can... You know, they got a salary cap just like in the NFL, but there's a certain standard that they pay you, and you might get a half million dollars a year, 250000 or whatever to be that number one quarterback. But if you don't perform, perform yeah, you get cut. Yeah. And if you get cut, good luck. Somebody else might pick you up, or this is the portal answer to it. You can't go in the portal. NFL guy can't just go, I'm going to this team over here. You can't do that. You only go in the portal if they want you in the portal, if they say, bye, we're trading you for this guy over here. So you want money, you want to be like a pro, you pick this side of the ledger, and you can do all this stuff. But there are consequences that come with being the big guy, being an adult. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You're strictly getting paid for your athletic ability. Now, this will never happen, but if it did, you know what it would do? It would answer all these idiots out there that have been complaining for years that athletes get screwed around and don't make, they should get big money. If you did it this way, yes, you're over here, here's the money. But guess what? You may end up at Vanderbilt. You may end up on a team where you don't win a game. 
You may be good. Or it may level out the playing field, maybe. Well, it would on the yeah. draft part of it because yeah. teams like Vanderbilt would always draft first based on their record. <laughs> would always and, draft and, first. And, and so you may go you, – you don't get to go where you want to go. You make a lot of money. But guess what? When it's all over, whether it works or not, and if you end up going to the NFL eventually, if you don't, you don't have a college education. You've blown that chance. So I'm just saying – you separate the two and you start looking and all of a sudden that student athlete thing looks pretty dang good. Looks a lot better to me. Mm -hmm. There's some guarantees here. Uh, number one, which you get a college education and if things don't go well, you still got that to fall back on. And you get to go to the school you want to go to. Yeah, you get a little bit more of choice and involved into it. you can transfer if you want to. Yeah, you still got a the lot of power is in the student athlete's hand when it's in that form. But exactly, that's so not a bad pick. Your if you want to be the pro, pick it. Yeah, can't can't transfer. Got to go to Vanderbilt, even though you don't want to. You know, you got money, but guess what? You didn't perform very well. We're cutting you, and you don't have a college education either. So bye. Go good luck. Go work at McDonald's. I like it. I like the plan. Leech, Leech is a genius. Leech does some crazy stuff, but you know yeah. he, that's pretty. That's pretty smart. Love so it. I have to. I have to give him credit on that one. Uh, John Harris wants to know what are the chances of retaining our football coordinators for a fourth year? I think Braz is the first one that will leave. I mm -hmm. think if they have another good year, he may get a head coaching job. Now, why wouldn't uh, why wouldn't your defensive coordinator, uh, you know, Barry Odom, get a head coaching job? Well, he's already been a head coach. I think that works against you a little bit because people say, well, he was a head coach and he did okay, but he did get fired. I'm not saying he won't become one, but I think he has said he's going to be more selective, not just going to take a job because it's a head coaching job. So the longer he's at Arkansas and the more successful he is, to me what you're doing is you're reestablishing yourself as a defensive coordinator. So you would think if he leaves, it would be what if, what if Alabama wants him as a defensive coordinator? That would be where he'd be more likely to leave. But he has such a great relationship with Sam Pittman. Anybody that's ever worked anywhere can tell you your boss is everything in your job. If you have a boss you like and you get along with, you may not, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Let me stop here. This thing was supposed You're to be. Fine. <laughs> Mike Irwin is a very popular guy. It was supposed to be down, but this new phone, I can't figure it out. <laughs> so, so, again, uh, that's the way that, that that's... This is my wife. Should I answer it while I'm on the air? <laughs> while you're on Ask Mike? No. Stop calling me. Um, so, again, I think basically Barry Odom's probably going to be here for a while. I could be wrong. He's got a son that's a sophomore at Shiloh Christian. I think he'd want to stay. And he's already committed to Arkansas. Yeah. So, again, he may be here for a while. Uh, Scott Fountain. Scott Fountain <clears throat> is well documented. He, had a, he was the uh, special teams coordinator at Georgia. He thought enough of Sam Pittman to leave there and come here. And then he had a rough first year. And Sam Pittman stood by him. I don't see him going anywhere either. So yeah. I think at least two of those guys are going to remain for a while. Yeah, but I, I think Kendall Bryles may leave if they have a really good year. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Archie Redneck asks, what did you think about the Arkansas basketball workout you lucky media guys were able to see last week? Are these guys as talented as they seem to be? The video was amazing. Well, Here's the thing. I was on vacation, so I, I didn't see any of it. I don't know if you did. I was too. No, I, w I left on Wednesday So I'm well. just like everybody else. I just know about the video. Now, CJ uh, did go, and he shot some of that. So I talked to him yesterday, and he said, oh, it was just unbelievable. He said the length that they've got. 
every position, it doesn't matter. They're tall for that position. Tall guards, tall no forwards. small ball, right? Yeah, tall <laughs> forwards, tall everybody's. And, they, and they're, they're athletic. They can run. And he said, you didn't see anybody just not looking good. Everybody was playing well. It's, it's almost like I think there are a couple of guys on that team that are playing better because they're around better players. So it all looks really good. We'll see how, how, it, how it pans out when they go to Italy starting uh, next week. But yeah. it looks pretty good. Uh, so it was amazing. I mean, and the one person that I know was there said it was unbelievable watching those guys. And CJ knows basketball, so yeah. oh, I'll he, trust his opinion. He definitely does. And then you're not here tomorrow on Wednesday, are you? Because we have another yeah. open practice. So I'll get to see You'll that You'll get one. to see it. We'll talk okay. about that, and we'll, we'll be talking about the games next week. We will, but I hope that it's, it's everything as I hope for in the video. So, Mousetown asks, is there going to be any way to watch the basketball games coming up in Italy? A fan on Twitter claims the games will be streamed on something called Flow Sports with Coach Z as the announcer. Is that true or just a wild rumor? Yeah, that was announced yesterday. It is yeah. happening. It'll be on Flow Sports. It's $29.99 to sign up for a month. Now, here's the thing. If you're doing it just for those games, you better unsign up after the games are over and there's you four of them. Because up. they will keep charging the $29.99. Uh, Brett Dolan, who is Arkansas's kind of TV announcer on SEC networks, or not uh, SEC Plus games, okay. he's done a lot of baseball games in particular, but he's done some games like that that are on SEC Plus. Uh, he's going to be the. Uh, the play-by-play guy, and then Coach Z is going to be the color analyst. Cool. But they're both going to be doing it remotely. They're not going to Europe with the team. They'll be doing it back here, but it was sort of like it was in COVID. Remember when we had all these yeah, remote, yeah. remote announcers? Um, so let's take a look at the schedule. The schedule is up. Uh, game one is uh, Tuesday of next week, and it's against a team from Valencia, Spain. I can't pronounce the name of the team at 12.30 p.m. Central Time here at Arkansas. Two days later, the Hogs take on the team from Barcelona, Barcelona, Spain, at 1.30 in the afternoon. That's Arkansas time. Saturday, they move over to Como, Italy, to play a team over there at 12.30 our time. And the following Monday, they finish it off still in Italy against a team from Denmark, and that game is at noon our time. It should be fun, but we want to talk about a little bit of warning about Flow Sports because it can get messed up. It's a, <laughs> a streaming service. And sometimes the streaming doesn't stream. <laughs> so sometimes it does not. Arkansas was uh, one of those early season go to Texas, play baseball things, and it was on Flow Sports, and fans were signing up for that stuff. And about halfway through, it was just, it stopped for a while. So we'll hope they've got their problems worked out because everybody wants to see these games. Oh, yeah. and, and you wanted to mention there's some rules changes. Yeah, it was, so we're going to talk about this a little bit on tonight's show, on Tuesday night show, but... Um, FIBA rules are different than NCAA men's basketball rules. So, you know, the big ones that I was, I was talking about this with my dad, you know, because he coached over right. there for so long. And I was like, what are the biggest rule changes besides, obviously, you have some things like the NBA shot clock with 24 right. seconds on the shot clock instead of 30. Then you have four 10-minute quarters instead of two 20-minute halves. But the other thing that my dad said is the funniest thing. American players will go over there and they'll try and call a timeout. They can't. But they can't. The fans laugh at them because they're going nuts. Timeout, timeout. And the refs are going, no, keep playing. The only one who can call a timeout 
in those games as the coach. And he's got to go and to he's the, gotta go to the, the, scores, to the table. scores table. He can't do it with the refs. So it's that's the funniest thing. You might notice that, but it seems like Coach Moss is doing a really good job at making sure his guys know the right. rules over there. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. Muss Enthusiast says, this is my first time actually being able to ask you a question. With major Razorback sports over until early September, could you give me your top 10 moments of this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he means the 2021-2022 yes. academic year, starting so. with football and moving all the way through baseball. So here's my top 10 list. I'm going to start with number 10. Uh, Arkansas softball's first SEC tournament title, a perfect 3-0 and in Gainesville. That was quite a feat. Yeah, that move, was. On, <laughs> move on to number nine. Arkansas beats A&M in football, ending the horrible losing streak that they had to the Aggies. That was big. <laughs> number eight, Arkansas baseball sweeping North Carolina in the Chapel Hill Super Regional, punching a ticket to the College World Series. That was huge. Number seven, Arkansas softball's first NCAA regional title, which led to its first ever Super Regional appearance. Number six, Arkansas's College World Series opening win versus Stanford. It was a huge win for Connor Nolan as the pitcher. The Hogs destroyed the national two seed, maybe their most impressive win of the season. Number five, Arkansas's Outback Bowl win over Penn State. The Hogs' first bowl win since 2015. Number four, Arkansas beats Oklahoma State in the Stillwater Regional to advance to the NCAA Super Regionals. We were over there, Alyssa oh. and I. That was a, with the mix with our Oklahoma State and Arkansas fans. That was a great a win in that game, that third game where they played Oklahoma State again and had to, it was actually the fourth game because they went three and one, but that was big. Uh, number three, Arkansas basketball win over top-ranked Auburn and Bud Walton. That was a record crowd that day, and it served notice that baby Bud Walton is back. What an atmosphere <laughs> that, was that awesome. day. Number two, Arkansas's wipeout of Texas at Don W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. The old rival goes down big time. The fans stormed the field. Hawk fans <laughs> prove once again nothing's better than beating Texas. And finally, number one, Arkansas's Sweet 16 basketball win over top-ranked Gonzaga, sending the Hogs to the Elite Eight for the second straight season. So oh, those were some great moments. That's so hard to rank. How did you decide between Well, I left the out something. Can you, can you, do you remember? Can you figure I'm out the one to, I left well, out? And people, some people are going to go, are you crazy? But I was disrespecting that team. Oh, is it Kentucky Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. 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 Heck with them. Leave it out. We don't, we care. don't care about them. Muss is out recruiting Calipari these days anyway, so <laughs> heck with it. I love that you left that out, Mike. A, a nice out. little uh, a sassy thing from you there. Alex 4 hogs 88 says, I have reason to believe that Mason Neville will become one of my personal favorite Diamond Hogs. That video he made made me a huge fan of him. I can't wait to see him play, and hopefully he helps us to that national championship. Who makes it on your Mount Rushmore of favorite Diamond Hawks? You know, the way he put that, I don't think he's talking about the best players necessarily, just right. your favorite, the guys you like. Yeah, is really I think so. so I've said this before. Joe Serrano is my favorite ex-Razorback. He's a funny guy. He really understands the college game. I've had a lot of conversations with him. He was even an analyst for with us for a couple of those uh, play, uh, regional uh, and I, I'm, I can't remember if he went to – I think he did regional and super regional, went on the air with us. He, he's just really knowledgeable about – and he, he understands Dave Van Horn. He understand, He had a really funny comment about uh, Tony Vitello, which I can't say on the air, but it was hilarious. Uh, he's just a really funny guy, and he's probably my favorite ex-Razorback baseball. I just love talking to the guy. 
The, the second favorite would be a guy most Razorback fans would not remember. It goes back to the George Cole days. And Scott Cunningham was a pitcher. The reason he's my, one of my second, I guess number two favorite, he's the only person that I ever in my family that was a Razorback. He's Tony Cunningham's son. Tony Cunningham is my brother-in-law. Tony Cunningham was an all-state quarterback at Farmington, went into the Marines during the Vietnam era, was in some of the worst fighting over in North Vietnam. I mean, he fought North Vietnamese regulars. And I've talked to him a lot about that. And his son was a pitcher for the Razorbacks and a really good one. He was one of the weekend rotation guys. And he was just a, he's a, Scott's a class guy. I mean, he was just everything you want a Razorback to be. Never got any trouble off the field, did his job. Never had Dave uh, or uh, Norm DeRyan, never had any complaints about him. So he's my second favorite. And then Andrew Benintendi. How can you not like oh, yeah. this guy? He's just a super nice guy the way he came here and just took over. And he, he's, the, he's a Golden Spikes Award winner. Kevin Copps would be another one yeah. just because of what he did, and he's such a great guy, too. But Ben Benintendi, the only thing about Ben Benintendi, what is wrong with the Royals? And Robert Moore's daddy is the GM, and he trades him? <laughs> Come the on. Yankees? We don't want him going to the Yankees. How can you do this? I mean, it was so easy to go up there to Kansas City and watch him, and now we got a, he's with the Yankees? Ugh. Bob Moore, I'm going to talk to him about that. That's terrible. I had no idea you were related to a Razorback. You yeah, never told me that. Scott Cunningham. That's awesome. Well, I it's didn't about know that. 25, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty cool. I feel like you would have mentioned that to me. That's pretty cool. I love that I learned that on Ask Mike. Hog in Iowa says, it seems the Hogs dodged a couple of bullets in that MLB draft, and they did not take all of our most highly rated commitments, even though they picked off a couple who were the SEC, SEC teams, excuse me, that got hit the hardest? Now, this was a tough question to answer because it, when you're trying to go around and check SEC teams and whether or not their recruiting class got signed, a lot of teams don't get the same coverage that Arkansas does. So this stuff doesn't pop up on the Internet the way it does. You can go with Arkansas mm -hmm. and, and Google it, and you can find easily who, who, who left, got picked, who got yeah. drafted, blah, blah, blah. So I did what I could. And the original question is, who, who got hit the hardest? LSU, no question. They had the number one recruiting class in the country, and they lost five of their recruits. That's getting hit. That's something you don't want to happen. However, they anticipated that, and they went out and signed six guys in the portal to replace those five. So mm -hmm. at least for next year, they may be fine. I don't know down the road, but they, they, get, they took the biggest hit. Arkansas was pretty typical. They lost one pitcher out of their out of their 2022 class and then they lost the t kid that was transferring in from South Carolina yeah, they thought Osmond. they were going to keep him but he he signed yesterday at, at the, the last, last minute part, and and that that hurts a little bit but that's pretty typical they lost one portal one one recruiting one guy out of the recruiting class Tennessee lost as nearly as I can determine just one player a portal player so they were in good shape Ole Miss lost a second-round pitcher and a fourth-round outfielder, so they lost two out of their recruiting class. And as nearly as I was able to determine, A&M didn't lose any transfers. So if, that's, if that held up through yesterday, they, they, they made out really well. But Arkansas hmm. came out good okay, too. That's pretty – I didn't realize that, that A&M didn't lose any signings. Well, Man. if they did, I couldn't find any evidence <laughs> of it. If, if you did, their uh, media members didn't want to write about it, right? Right. <laughs> well, last question, Dr. Strangepork. I absolutely love that, Dr. Strangepork. With last Sunday being the sad anniversary of the passing of Paul Eels, 
You got any stories about Paul, how odd that he and Bud, both the voice of the Razorbacks, passing due to car that is That is weird because they were the two most popular play-by-play -play guys. I mean, Chuck Barrett does a great job and everybody loves him today, but you got to admit that Bud Campbell and, and Paul Eels, the, the, I remember Bud Campbell. Now, I never got to meet him because he passed away in a car wreck before I got here. But I, here's how I knew Bud Campbell. When I was, in, you know, I was in high school and college, I was just in love with the Southwest Conference. And I would, on a Saturday, I'd listen to all the games on the radio because most of the games weren't on TV in those days. So radio was what you had. And I would listen all day Saturday to the various games. When I got drafted into the Army and I ended up at Fort Rucker, Alabama, the only school that I could get was Arkansas. I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't get a lot of those Texas stations. So I'd sit around in my car at night listening to Razorback games. And I wasn't a big Razorback fan in those days. I've said before I had a best friend that was, and that's somewhat interested in Arkansas because of him. But what, what Bud Campbell did is he kept you updated on other games. And so that was, I, I did it as much for that as anything, just to find out what happens to the other teams. He was really good at what he did. He was one of those play-by-play -play guys that he makes it just like you're really there. Uh, you don't. We just don't have guys like that anymore. He he was he was one of them, and uh, he passed away in a car wreck. And I missed meeting him by about six months because he passed away in the fall of '74, and I got here in the spring of '75. So that's my. I just I wish I'd known him because everybody that talks about him says he was a great guy. But I did listen to him a lot on the radio yeah. when I was in the army. Okay, Paul Eels. <laughs> How do you describe Paul Eels? The absolute nicest guy I ever knew in my life. I never heard him, in all the years I knew him, I never heard him say one bad thing about anybody. If you're in the media and you're like that, that's insane. You're in media rooms, everybody's ragging on everybody. You know, he never did that. He just, he was just easygoing guy. Paul, and he was a nice guy, and he was nice to everybody. N terrific to fans. Would sign autographs, would stand and talk to people, never would look at his watch and say, I gotta go. He was just a great guy. What a lot of people don't know about him was he had a tremendous sense of humor. And anybody that knows me knows I like to d dig people. I like to, you know, I like to make fun of them. I've done that to you, Alyssa. I, I just come up with crazy <laughs> stuff, and it's all nonsense. But it's just a way to have fun. So pretty early on, I started making fun of Paul's nice guy image because everybody knew he was a great guy. So I would just make up stories and hit him with these stories. And the best story I can remember is I was pulling into a gas station, an Easy Mart on MLK, about two hours before a Razorback basketball game one evening. As I pulled in, Paul had just gotten gas, and he was leaving and was headed over to, the, to Bud Walton. So I dreamed up this thing I'm going to hit him with when, when I get there. And so I come into the uh, media room at Bud Walton Arena, and I see Paul over there. I said, hey, Paul, Paul, what did you say to that guy at the gas station? He said, he, he's not... He's not realizing I'm fixing to get him with one of these things. He goes, what guy? What are you talking about? I said, I don't know, man. I drove up, and this guy was all upset, and he said, man, I love Paul Eels. I thought he was such a nice guy, and I was pulling in, and there was one gas pump empty, and he just pulled right in front of me and cut in front of me. And when I kind of looked surprised, he got out and said, hey, I'm Paul Eels. I'm the voice of the Razorbacks. You have to let me go first. Don't even give me that look because I got places <laughs> to go and things to do. And so I say that to Paul, and he looks at me for a minute, and I, you never know if he's going to finally get mad. This is going to be the one that makes him mad. He goes, yeah, you know, he said, I have to do that a lot. 
I have to remind people, and I've, I've done that a lot. I have to finally put my foot down and say, do you know what it means to be Paul Eels? I'm Paul freaking Eels. I'm the voice of the Razorbacks. That means something. Paul freaking Eels. I'm as big as the governor in this state. The only person bigger than me might be the president, but I'm Paul Eels, the voice of the Razorbacks. He's saying that to me, and I'm just dying laughing. And, you know, the whole time I knew him, we we play that little game. I would come up with some crazy story where he chewed some guy out or got mad at somebody, and then he would just take it from there and go off and say a bunch of crazy stuff. He was a great guy. He was at a golf tournament. It was the annual Arkansas Coaches Golf Tournament they used to have every year right before two-a-days started in August. And it was at Stonebridge Meadows, late August, late, uh, late July, 100, 102, 103 degrees out there. A bunch of old guys like us shouldn't have been playing golf on a day like that. Paul was in his late 60s. I was probably late 50s. And I got through and I headed to my car. It was so hot, I took my shoes and socks off just to cool off some. And I'm walking to the car and he walked by me. He looked terrible. He looked flushed. He looked, you know, it was just a horrible day. And I told him, I said, Paul, you, you don't look good. You need to go to a motel. You can go to my house if you want to. I'll, I'll give you a bed to sleep on. Just get in the air conditioner and sleep tonight and get some rest and go back in the morning. You don't want to be driving back after being in all this heat. He said, I'll be fine. I'll crank the air conditioner up when I get in the car. I just didn't feel good about it. And on the way back, he had a heart attack. I don't, I, I don't know if the heat had something to do with it. I got to believe it did. But uh, he had a heart attack, and the car went off the road and hit another car. And he, I think he was, they said he was dead before he ever had the collision because, you know, he just had a heart attack and all that heat and stuff. And, you know, you think about it and you say, maybe I should have insisted. Well, how am I going to tell Paul freaking Eels that he has to go and <laughs> check into a motel? You know, you can't do that. No. But that, that's my Paul Eels story. Oh, I love that story. I love I love that. That was great. And he, that is that all the stories that you have with him, or is there a couple more? Well, he just wanted one, so. Oh, he just wanted one. Yeah. You, have, you have so many more, right? There, there we could go for hours, right? There's others. <laughs> There's others as well. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Ask Mike. We'll see you next Monday to answer more of your questions. Have a great day. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Feel the pulse of the city. Feel the beat of the drum. Feel the bass blow your hair. In Las Vegas, live music delivers much more than sound. It's where music comes alive. With artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Maroon 5, Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Babyface, Lionel Richie, and many more. Every show is a playground for your senses. See the full summer lineup at visitlasvegas.com. When I grow up, I'm going to be a vegetarian. Veterinarian? It's awesome. And I'm going to be what you said we need more of. So you want to be a plumber-narian. Do you think I can? I think that if you work really hard, you can be anything. Promise? You bet I do. When you promise your kids the world, we're here to help you keep it. Ohio's 529 plan is the best tax-free savings plan for future college or career training nationwide. Start now at collegeadvantage.com. 